Welcome to the Sports Talk Garage podcast, where we discuss and debate the latest news and hot takes from the court in the ball fields to the locker room and front office. We are four lifelong friends who grew up with a love of professional and collegiate sports. Today, we are bankers, investors, professors, and entrepreneurs, but our love of sports has never changed. Come listen for the fun, gain some insight, and probably a few laughs as we give you our perspective on those oversized contracts, game-winning scores, and franchise players. This is the Sports Talk Garage. Welcome, everyone, to Season 2, Episode 37 of the Sports Talk Garage Podcast. I'm your host, John, here as always with my co-hosts, David and Matt. And we've got a very, very special guest in the house uh, coming on our way back to North Carolina, our home state. Uh, Kristen Balboni, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm happy to be with you guys. And I, I do wonder, though, do you call everyone a special guest? Well, I mean, we're trying to be courteous. <laughs> some are more special than others. We'll put you in that category. So you, um, Well, I appreciate back, the intro. Yeah, so team, uh, team reporter for the Panthers coming back home to your state, your Carolina grad, uh, recently in Chicago, which is uh, my dear home, uh, Hart is, is still in Chicago, so I, uh, we have a good connection there, but yeah, so uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we're really looking forward to talking with you um, about kind of life in general and how things are going on your side, and then obviously getting into some Panthers here in a little bit, but why don't you take a quick second for those um, that are not out or not in the Chicago or Charlotte area, or maybe, you know, haven't heard of that four letter uh, network up in uh, Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> if there's any people that are still hiding under a rock, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, and I apologize if you just heard my dog bark, she never barks, but of course when I'm re- recording a podcast, <laughs> she jumps in. Uh, she can't stand not to be the center of attention. I am, um, like you said, from North Carolina. I grew up in Pinehurst, a small town, um, and went to school at UNC, as you said. And right after that, I got offered an internship kind of while I was still in school from ESPN. I, w- I did a lot of stats and, and info uh, internships during my time in college. I got offered a, a job in the stats and information department at ESPN after completing my internship, uh, which was great. Uh, shortly thereafter, I was put on Mike and Mike as their official researcher. And then you know, if anyone uh, watched Mike and Mike frequently, because they were they were really a radio on TV show, uh, they used they did a, the the radio thing of bringing in a lot of their staff and and kind of making them a part of the show, especially when you fill four hours every single day. Um, so I um, got kind of my big break uh, on there and uh, started being on there not just as a researcher, but I would do segments um, weekly and then daily uh, after a while. I mean, it took a, it took a while, but um, by the end there, I was, I was on quite a bit. I stayed there for three and a half years. And then I decided that it was time to kind of spread my wings and, and really do the on-air thing. I was still a, a researcher at ESPN, um, even though I had done um, fantasy football and uh, the podcast and things like that. So I, I ended up going to Fox Sports out in LA uh, where I hosted a digital show called At the Buzzer. And did some sideline for them. I was there for about three years. It was a a great time. And then they decided to downsize their digital department and kind of make a pivot. So I linked up with this uh, company called Stadium. And I started doing a lot of sideline for them while still out in LA. And then they kind of convinced me to, to move to Chicago. And I started doing studio there. I was doing about two studio shows a day. And then traveling on the weekends to do uh, college football and college basketball sideline, which was great. I did that for, for about two years. And then kind of the opportunity to 
to come back home to the Panthers presented itself in a very serendipitous way. Um, and I just couldn't resist. I, you know, my husband and I are both from, both from North Carolina and the opportunity to a get to work for the team I, I grew up loving and B to get to see our families uh, without having to get on a plane. It was just uh, too good to be true. So a month later, here I am. That is awesome. I always wondered what it was like to be in sports journalism and then be forced to cover a team that, you know, you weren't you know, a fan of or didn't grow up or maybe a rival team or something like that. So, so welcome back. Now you've got your, your home team and, and yeah, what, what cooler job than that. So let's go ahead and throw the green flag and David, I'll turn it over to you. Well, hold on. Now I've got a quick question. So, you know, if you're graduating from North Carolina covering college sports, uh, who's your husband a fan of in the college world? Oh, well, he went to UNC too. That's actually where we oh. met. So we've really avoided any, yeah. If, uh, if he'd gone to Duke, I, I don't know if we would have turned out the same way, but we met, <laughs> we met, uh, we uh, like my, you even more now. now. Yes, yes, we do. Okay, yes, good, we do. good. I'm glad. Cause you know, everyone in North Carolina just got a side, right? Um, but uh, unfortunately, yeah. Matt, who you who just asked you that question, I'm the lone Duke the fan wrong side. Here. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we, you know, we call that the wrong side. side but that's okay. <laughs> yes, we do. I will just say this quickly. Uh, my so my both of my parents went to UNC. My oldest brother is a UNC fan. I grew up a UNC fan, and then my our middle brother, just to be antagonistic, is a diehard Duke fan. Um, so I get <laughs> it. Uh, we yes, there's not a you know a basketball season that goes by without many. Uh, <laughs> taunting calls so I, I do understand we got one in the family as well <laughs> we've all known each other for 30 years now and I I would I'd call Matt like basically the middle brother of the mm-hmm. family here so <laughs> that's spot on accurate yes, something about those Duke middle fans. brothers it, yeah exactly <laughs> even though I think you're technically the oldest Matt but that's okay but anyway we'll go all right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I got to say, Mike and Mike, that was my drive to work every day for many years when I actually had more of a drive to work. So I appreciate just your history with that. But yeah, Bristol, ESPN, Fox Sports, up to Chicago. You've had a lot of big cities, big networks. Now you're back home, you call your dream job. And a lot of NFL teams, you know, their in-house talent is former beat writers from print outlets. So they can move from a local newspaper over. You've got pretty versatile experience coming through this. How does that kind of plug into what you're doing now? Are you working on starting anything new, just taking over? Um, Are you doing anything that really hasn't been done before for the Panthers? Yeah, I think in essence, it's going to be stuff that hasn't been done before because the the position for this team reporter role, um, as it's been explained to me, as, as this is only the second season, it's been in existence. So Caroline can there are any Panthers fans listening, uh, they would certainly know her. She was the team reporter last year and she kind of created uh, the position. She had come from the Colts and then has since um, she made the decision to, to move back to Indianapolis to be with her soon to be husband. So uh, she was incredibly instrumental in kind of guiding me through what she did on a daily basis. And I couldn't be more grateful to her. Um, I, I met her when I came in and interviewed and she was great. Um, and still is great. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, so I think it's kind of a natural progression to, you know, she really laid the foundation for for things that the the team wanted to do, um, especially the the communication side. And then I've tried to just in my short time there, and I certainly have plans to to continue to advance it. So um, you know, on draft night, we did a, a almost a five hour uh, live show. Um, which was just kind of off the wall and so fun. And of course, that's also, I mean, we're also innovating in the time of coronavirus, as I'm sure you guys are, and, and everyone is too. So, 
Um, we did a rookie Zoom the other day where we had the entire draft class mm -hmm. on uh, a Zoom and they all got to know each other, which was cool to get to see. So I think we are innovating. Um, we also started a, a women's show and uh, I've got the, the MLS team reporter on there, Tiffany Blackman, uh, Panthers PR, Maria Vanderford, and then Nicole Tepper, who is the owner of, of both um, the Panthers and Charlotte MLS. And we're just kind of, you know, talking about everyday life. So I think we're really, we're really trying different things. And I think that's what appeals to me the most when I first sat down for my first interview, uh, Stephen Drummond, who's the vice president of communications, he was like, we just he's like, do what you want, you know, like we, you, whatever kind of idea you have, we want to support you to make it happen. It's, it's really a clean slate. And that I think tracks mostly with my time at Fox um, where it was just a really creative environment. Um, and you kind of get to create that's, I mean, that's the cool thing about digital, right. Is like, you really get to create whatever you want. Um, and, and if you guys follow the Panthers on social media, their social media team is absolutely incredible. Oh, I've, the best. Yes, I know. And as a fan, I've been in <laughs> all of them. So to get to see them in action and to get to work alongside them, um, has already been great. So yeah, I think we are uh, trying new things and, and innovating and it's certainly not just me, it's the entire team. Um, and so I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it's definitely nice that you and your colleagues have kind of been, you know, given those reasons, you just take the freedom to go do what you want and just make it happen instead of being micromanaged in any sense. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's total freedom, which is, which is really cool. Cool. So just to throw back a little bit, let's go back in time. Since you grew up in North Carolina as a Panthers fan, what's your favorite team moment? I think, you know, I have to, I have to be honest. I, um, we were a college household growing up. Um, I think I really got into the Panthers around, um, high school. So, uh, I mean, just because in my house, it was college sports and it was specifically UNC. Um, so, and then kind of when I kind of branched out a little bit, I became a, a big Panthers fan, whereas my, my husband has been a, a diehard fan from day one. Um, so I don't want to, you know, I just want to be honest about that, but I will never forget being a kid and just the buzz and the excitement of the fact that the Carolinas were getting a pro football team. Like I remember being, gosh, I don't know, it was first grade or second grade, you know, everyone talking about it at school. And then you started to see like the merch come out and people are wearing, I mean, that, I think that to me will always be kind of the foundational moment. Um, and the moment that I most associate with, with the team more so than anything on the field was just like that buzz of, of our home, our home state getting this team. Very cool. Yeah. I still remember taking the, uh, the bus rides down to Clemson <laughs> for those uh, yeah. early, early, <laughs> early games. And, Very nice. Yeah, some really fond yeah. memories with, you know, dad and brother and stuff like that. So I can certainly relate to that for sure. Um, switching back to like the sports media side of your life obviously you've seen and been associated with a lot of really cool sporting moments over your career from a media standpoint, what's been your favorite, um, you know, moment or time in that regard, as far as on the job goes. There, there've been, I've been so incredibly fortunate. There have been so many um, that it's, it's probably hard to, to pick one. And I was really guilty of, of early on, you know, working on Mike and Mike right out of college, like not writing everything down and, and someone interviewed me the other day and they were like, do you remember when this happened? You know? And I was like, no, I, I don't remember that, you know, just so, and so I, there have been a lot of them. Um, but I think the one that sticks out the most to me uh, is when the Panthers were in Super Bowl 50, obviously uh, not a great outcome, but um, I covered that super week with Fox and I'd been to 
I think that was my fourth or fifth super week. I'd been with Mike and Mike, and then um, I had been with uh, Fox, but this one was a Fox Super Bowl. And so when you walked into Radio Row, we had this elevated set, and I was hosting with Peanut Tillman, and we had all these, you know, the Drew Breeses and the Greg Olsons and the, mm. uh, I mean, all of the, I mean, all of the people. And a few years ago, I was behind the scenes on Mike and Mike, which still is, a, I mean, that would have been my, my, my moment watching it from the side. Um, and then to, to kind of be in that place where I, mean, I was up on the elevated stage and that stage was just there because Fox was hosting it. We wouldn't have been on an elevated stage anyway, but just, it wasn't lost on me being in my twenties, um, you know, and, and really, you know, putting in the hard work every night until one or 2 AM to make sure that I had all the questions for the guests. And we would go, you know, straight from one thing to the next for hours and hours, um, as many do on Radio Row. But I think that was kind of walking up on that that stage the first time and seeing our lineup of day one guests who were people I'd, you know, grown up watching in some cases was kind of just a, oh my gosh, like you better not take this for granted moment. It's amazing. Very cool. So now that we've gone without sports for, I don't know, the last year feels like now. <laughs> it feels like a decade <laughs> at this point. Yes, it does. <laughs> It it just seems like that dream that won't come true anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, since that, uh, this is the 2020 draft that just kind of finished up here. Uh, that's really the first big ticket item you've had since joining the team. You know, uh, I saw that you got to spend a little bit of time with, like you said, some bigger names that you got to grow up seeing, Jonathan Stewart, Jake Alone, Jordan Gross. How was getting to kind of mix with those guys? I think you answered a little bit of that, but I'd love to hear you dig more into that. You know, you're, you're seeing these guys that were just TV personalities, and now you're getting to meet some of the best that played for the team. Yeah, I think um, I, I think there's two sides uh, to that or two, two ways that I approach that. And the first is, you know, my professional side, of course, where – you know, we were on, like I said, for, for five hours, and there were all sorts of people that were coming on that Julius Pepper, Steph Curry, uh, you know, uh, Luke Keekley, just people that you watch all the time from the time <laughs> you're little to, to now, and you're like, oh, my gosh. But um, having done this for a while, if you're not comfortable around them, if you know, they're just people. And if you're not comfortable around them, then the show doesn't work, right? Um, especially being from home, like you can't, you know, so if I can't cut someone off or I can't joke on someone, even though I just met them, then, you know, it's not going to be the thing that people want to see. Um, and so I, I think there's that side of it where, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have so many reps and, and, and do this for so long that you just kind of, even though you don't know these people, they're so relaxed that you kind of just fall into this, right? And you get to know each other uh, a little bit more. Um, but then there is this other side of me. I The thing I always think about um, uh in those moments is if you had told, you know, 10 year old Kristen that you'd be doing this right now. Wow. And I think it's a good, (laughs) and I think it's a good way just to keep perspective and, and to remember how fortunate I am and, you know, to always do my best and, and always, you know, do the most, I mean, I'm a researcher, so it's always, you know, do the most research, be the most prepared. Um, you know, I was, ha- I had Google Docs all over the place. I was on a, you know, I had a group text going with those guys. We're doing everything we could to just be the most prepared that we could so that, you know, in the time you really make the most of, of what a 10 year old Kristen or 15 year old Kristen would have just, um, you know, had her jaw on the floor about. Sure. 
I do have a quick side question. You know, since you did some college sports uh, back in the day, I know those guys take classes on how to work with the media and such. Have you ever had anybody kind of lock up when you go to talk to them and don't really, aren't really able to answer your questions? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. I'm, I wouldn't say lock up. I've done so many between really Fox and stadium, I, I've done so many interviews and a lot of them were college uh, players. I don't know about lock up, but um, very much one word answers. And I don't fault the the guys for that. You know, it's just, not, it's not a natural thing. And especially, you know, especially at stadium where I was doing studio shows, there was a lot of Skype. So it's very similar to, to this, you know? And so you got a kid like looking into a camera he can't see you. Um, he doesn't know you. And so you're like, you know, how is that, you know, tell me about that play. And he's like, yeah, just, you know, ran the ball down the field. And that's, and, and it's not, and it's not a, it is, it's definitely not a, um, cause it's happened. I mean, it's happened pretty often. Right. Um, especially if you get into some of these smaller schools and it's not um, a jab to them at all. It's just, it's not a normal thing as I think we're all realizing, especially when you're talking, you know, through a computer. <laughs> so yes, sure. I would say I've definitely, I've done a lot of a, like a fake laugh, you know, where someone says something <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, that was yes. Agreed. You know, <laughs> all right, let's talk about this. Um, but I think that's my job is to try to make it as, as interesting as possible because, you know, I'm a professional at this and a lot of these, you know, players, especially at the college level are, are, players you know they're not they're not media pros so my job is to try to make everyone as comfortable as possible um and try to make it the the best uh it can be knowing that you know some of these guys don't have that media training sure that's really cool um well real quick going back to where we were talking about the draft um it's the first time the team since uh, really since 1967 in the modern era has I guess the Panthers made history. It's the first time we've really seen seven straight picks on defensive players. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, first of all, I love the stat. I didn't know the 1967 part. I knew it was history. So I, <laughs> I, I appreciate the, yes, as a, as a researcher, I appreciate the, um, the, the year reference. I think it's great. Um, I think there were, uh, first of all, I think it got the fans really fired up. I think, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, analysis from, from NFL Network or ESPN. It seems, of course, I'm not objective. I <laughs> worked for the team. I'm a fan of the team. So I was fired up about it. But I tried to look around and see, you know, what were the fans saying on Twitter? What were the, the talking heads saying? Um, I, I think it's a good draft class. And I think everyone else seems to agree about that. And it, it really addressed the holes that that coach rule set. I mean, he told me, he was like, we're, you know, we've really got to focus on on defense. Now, they weren't, they weren't they didn't go in with that plan. There were some, some tight ends and some offensive linemen that just didn't fall their way. Um, but I think that they addressed the needs that, that were very apparent. So I love it. And these, and these guys are, I've, I've talked to all of them more than once and they are, they're good dudes. They're hard workers. And I don't think the moment, even Derek Brown, who was, you know, seventh overall, I don't think the moment is lost on any of them. Um, and I think the fact that they're like, I kept, we got, we got down to the last round. I was like, what if they go offensive? Like right here, like, how's that guy going to feel, you know? Um, and I think the fact I got to see it in this rookie zoom as they all, it was the first time they've all really talked to each other. I mean, they're bonded by the fact that they are this all defensive class. And then you see excitement from guys like Trey Boston and I'm um, KK. And I mean, they're, 
it's cool, right? It's a, it's a bonding thing that they're all defensive players. And Matt Rule has said, we're going to have to rely on these guys. Um, and so I think that they, I think that they, they get it. They understand um, what's expected of them. And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of, of the picks. So did you get online after Derek put on his uh, tweet after his pick about, uh, I believe it was Derek, right? You said he wanted to play Madden and kind of invited everybody to play. <laughs> I didn't. Was that was that, that first night? Because we were live streaming. Yeah. I, I must have missed that. <laughs> it was... Yeah, it was it was oh, pretty quick good. after he got drafted. He's like, who's up to play some Madden? Send me your gamer text. <laughs> <laughs> he did tell us that um, he had a friend, like speaking of just being so relaxed, he had a friend call him and he thought like – he thought it was the call and he had a friend call and was like, Hey, what's up, man. It was like one of his former teammates. And he was like, he was like, we had to have a talk the next day. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. You can't, you cannot call me while I'm waiting for the call. <laughs> Bad timing. That's a clear bro violation right there. I really, you're on probation there. <laughs> Too funny. All right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break and uh, give some airtime to our sponsors to help uh, keep the show. Um, in the virtual road and we will be right back uh, for more chat. Right. And welcome back to episode 37 season two of the sports talk garage podcast. We are on with Kristen Balboni team reporter for the Carolina Panthers uh, right before the break. We're just talking about the 2020 draft that just concluded a little over a week ago. Uh, Kristen, obviously Panthers, as we discussed, made history discussed taking seven defensive players, all defensive class, new quarterbacks in, uh, Christian McCaffrey just got the largest contract ever given to a running back. Uh, pretty well-deserved, though. I mean, he's a very dynamic offensive player. With some of the changes that have come, uh, what do you really see are some of the strengths and also some of the weaknesses of the team as we go into this next season? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think some of the challenges are are that, you know, this is an entirely new staff and they're not able to – to meet their players in person, I think. And, and Matt will talk to me about that. You know, it's just a, it's a, it's a scenario that's never happened before. Um, so I think realistically that is the, the biggest thing, right? It's, it's, everyone's new. You know, I think about me being new and meeting all of the people um, via zoom that I work with. And it's the same thing for this entire staff and, you know, a lot of these players. So I, I really do think that is a, a real challenge that, um, I think they're handling it well, but I, I think that's just, you know, what an, what an incredible um, obstacle to kind of run into uh, your first year coaching um, in the NFL. But that said, I think they're handling it well. I think also, you know, as we kind of discussed before the break, uh, defense had a lot of holes and, and the guys that they drafted, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of all of them to a man, but they're young and, and experienced, right? I mean, they've got some definite veterans, uh, Trey, KK, Brian Burns, but um, you know Matt Rule said they're going to have to step up early. Uh, I wish we could say it was going to be the veterans, but we're going to have to rely on on these rookies uh, just based on the way the team is shaped up right now. So I, I think that's definitely a challenge that's going to have to be overcome on the defensive side. I think on offense, I you know I like the fact that Joe Brady and Teddy have worked together before, especially in these times. And I know I keep saying that, but I don't think you can overemphasize it enough when everyone's new and who knows how the rest of the off season and, and the season are going to play out. The fact that they know each other so well, I think is, is great. And then of course, as you mentioned, 
Christian McCaffrey. Like that's, uh, that's definitely a strength. And I got to put mm-hmm. that out there because <laughs> uh, that's a layup. Right. Uh, so I just think it's a, I think overall, it's just a crazy, crazy off season. And the fact that it's a, it's a new staff is, is just wild. But that being said, I think they're handling it well. So we, we talked a little bit about, about offense and obviously well on both sides of the ball, the Panthers have gone through a tremendous amount of change over the last uh, couple of years even. And I think a lot of it has been really, really positive uh, from kind of the outside looking in like I am looking back at Charlotte. I mean, Tepper's got some amazing things going on with the team. He's really bringing Charlotte into even more of the limelight, especially in the sports world. Um, you know, new facilities going on in South Carolina, um, just a lot of positive things, but at the same time, there's also been some core players that, you know, unfortunately are no longer there with Keekley and Olsen, obviously Cam um, moving on to other things as well. Um, you know, what are your thoughts as far as, you know, I know it's very early and, you know, hopefully we get a, a full season in, but looking into 2021, what do you think are some of these key components that the team may look at to fill some holes? Um, any thoughts on a direction they may go into for next year's draft? I don't know. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. I'm just trying to keep up with what they're doing right now. (laughs) I just think there's so much, and I'm not trying to, you know, to have a cop out on that answer. I just think there's so much that's, that's unknown still, Um, you know, and obviously they're, they're picking up uh, free agents and I I just, I really, I I really don't know, honestly, beyond like next week (laughs) with the way things are going right now. I wish I could, I wish I could give more insight on that one. I'm just going day Uh, to day. That's fair enough. How do you think Teddy will do coming in, in this, you know, as you mentioned, this virtual world that we're in now, Um, you know, hopefully we get some time with, you know, quarterbacks and receivers and route running and things like that and start getting some timing down. But, you know, if it is a, a very shortened offseason or something like that, um, you know, obviously his connections is going to help. But how do you think that will translate into the season when it comes to, you know, being crisp on the field? Yeah, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to talk to him and, and I don't know him. So I can only go off of what uh, other people have said about him. But I think he's one of those guys that's a true professional and it's not lost on him. The faith that that Carolina put in him with this contract um, I also think, you know, considering his injury history, he's had times where he's, he's had to go on and hasn't had, you know, the equivalent of the full off season. And I mean, he's dealt with adversity and he's dealt with not being on the field and then coming back in and has handled it or, you know, backing up Drew Brees. I mean, I think there are times that he, I mean, he really hasn't had a conventional path. So I honestly think, I mean, I don't know, guys, like maybe this doesn't phase him, you know, uh, maybe he's the best equipped or one of the best equipped to, to kind of dealing with an unconventional season I, I don't know um but I mean I think considering what he's been through and just the demeanor that I've heard about him you know, very calm nothing really phases him I kind of kind of think he might be the, the right person for something like this but I don't like I said I, I don't know I don't know him well that's a great point though I mean something I hadn't thought about but I mean yeah he's he's never really had a, a, a traditional <laughs> season or not many of them in the course and when of he's come back, he's always very... looked great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so... exactly. So obviously they didn't know, you know, that we'd be going through this mess when they signed him originally, but it may a little bit of foreshadowing may be perfect in this situation. So that's an excellent point. So let's, if you don't mind, I want to talk about the schedule a little bit this, this week we've seen everything pop up and I'm all for the NFL saying that they're going to go move on as, as, 
they had already planned to is 17 games. And as they get ready to release the schedule, um, you know, we talked a little bit ahead of time and we've been bouncing back and forth on if we're even going to see any, you know, major international games like Mexico city or London this year, based on what's going on in the world. Um, but with the Panthers in general, uh, we didn't have a great finish last year. There's a, you know, five and 11 last in division. Do you see any primetime games like a Monday night or Thursday night football game happening? Or do you think we're going to be kind of stuck with our Sunday at one o'clock? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, I think the easy answer to that is with the way that schedules get flexed if they play well, right? If the team plays well, mm-hmm. and you're definitely going to get that primetime game later in the season. But um, again, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, the, with the season, there's so much, like you mentioned, you know, kind of even in that question, you you mentioned the international, like the uncertainty there. And um, I just don't know, you know, I think, I think <laughs> if we get to that question, then that's a great thing, right? With everything going right. on. Well, I wish I had I, uh... some insight. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to get Goodell's <laughs> number at some point. Um, I don't want to disappoint you guys. My access is my access is very low right now. But, uh, you know, maybe this time next year, maybe, who knows, maybe Roger and I will have uh, connected. <laughs> Wait, when you got a division with, you know, CMC, Tom Brady, oh, Drew Brees, I, I have a feeling <laughs> there's got to be a Thursday night rivalry game going on Somewhere. there. I mean, that's just set point. up. You know, you got – some of the best on the QB side of things. I mean, you got probably arguably the best running back in the game at the moment. Um, so, yeah. That's a good point. A, yeah. yeah. We'll keep, you you yeah. got some star power in the making. And, and so, yeah, I, I imagine something's going to happen this year for sure. But um, so to wrap things up, let's go back. We mentioned Tepper a minute ago. Obviously, he's, you know, incredible businessman, knows how to, you know, make money and, and run a, a, a proper ship and, and keep, um, you know, business going. And, um, but we don't get to see a lot of him on the personal side of things. And maybe for good reasons, he's not on social media, like some other, you know, owners in the sports industry. <laughs> um, do you have, I know it's only been a month or so, you know, coming back, but do you have any, you know, funny inside stories that he, you know, won't kick us in the butt for, for sharing uh, about his, his life or things going on with him? Well, the thing about that is that I, I don't think he would kick you in the butt about anything because he, he is such an open book. <laughs> I think it's more of the fact that I've only been there for a month and, and you know, I met him in person once, which was, gosh, back in February before all of this happened uh, when I was interviewing. Um, I would say, though, you know, I met him, I, I interviewed with Nicole, his wife, uh, before I met him, um, and I just, I really can't say, I know you asked about Dave, but I cannot say enough good things about her. She is amazing. Like, she's just, she's awesome. She's so warm. She cares about the players. She cares about me. Like, we sat there for two hours talking. I, I could have talked to her all day. I mean, she's just that kind of person. Um, and so, but I remember the first time I, I walked into interview, you know, I was I met with a bunch of people. It had been a day of kind of meeting with a bunch of different people. And I knew that he was there and I knew that, you know, I'd chat with him at some point. And I think he even had um, a media event later that day because, I, yeah, he did because we went to it. Um, but he's just walking. I hear someone like laughing, like walking past the office that I'm in. He's just and he comes in with uh, the president, Tom Glick. He's just T-shirt, you know, jeans, just hanging out. I mean, you would just think he's 
that's I think the, the, the kind of overall feeling I've got about him. And, you know, he's cracking jokes. It was like he had known me for, you know, for a while. But he just, I mean, just came in, T-shirt, not a care in the world, laughing, having fun. Went down and did a, a major media event in his T-shirt. And it's just hanging out. And I think that's the thing that people really uh, connect to um, in the Panthers organization. Uh, just he and Nicole, just truly how, um, and I'm not just saying this, like truly just how accessible they are and and warm and inviting. And they don't take themselves, you know, too seriously. They're, there's not a big divide between between them and the rest of us. And I just think that that's, like, I'm, I'm doing a show with Nicole right now. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, you know, it's just, I just think that that's really cool. It's really refreshing. And I've never worked with a team before, but I got to think that's not the norm at other places. At least that's what I've heard. You know, mm -hmm. that's not the norm yeah. <laughs> at other places. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, but we talked to him on draft night. He like, he like came in, you know, jumped in on the, on the zoom was telling us some stories. I mean, this was like right after the pick, you know, he just, <laughs> he's just like, you can tell that he just really enjoys himself and there's no airs. There's no uh, pretension about it. That's awesome. That'll fit in really well with Carolina. I know yes, that, um, you know, the city of Charlotte, certainly South Carolina as well has been very happy with him coming in and the direction that he's taking in and, you know, putting time and money and effort and blood, sweat and tears into the, the city and the, you know, the team and obviously MLS coming in as well. So um, I'm sure amazing things to come for sure for him. Um, just to wrap up, Kristen, can you tell us, obviously you've got the, uh, the team's uh, official platforms and stuff that you're working on, but I know you've got some of your digital stuff on the side as well. Can you tell everybody, you know, if they want to follow you and uh, you know, keep track of things, you know, outside of the official team, uh, work, how can we get a, or how can we follow you and where can we kind of keep tabs on uh, what's going on in your life? Yeah. Oh gosh. That's so nice of you to to say that. Um, and ask it's really, it's everything is just at Kristen Balboni. Um, it's no one else has that name. Actually, there is a girl that a woman that has that name and I've gotten, this is a whole different story. I've gotten a couple of uh, emails about her kids at school. This one guidance counselor thinks that I, you know, <laughs> have a couple of kids in Massachusetts. Um, but I'd say it might be me and her, but uh, the, the handles were available. So everything is at Kristen Balboni, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, still haven't jumped onto TikTok yet, but give me a couple more oh, months man. in quarantine and that might don't happen. Do but, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't go over that one. I'm trying not to. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just my first and last name. Perfect. Well, perfect. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Hopefully when we get some football back in, we maybe we can get you back on the show and kind of talk mid season or something like that about kind of how the season's going in and how we're progressing. Hopefully they're uh they're taking down Tom Brady and, you know, leading the, the way for the division. But um again, I thank like you your so thinking. much. Yeah. And I'm and I'm a Bears fan saying that, but I I, I appreciate <laughs> it. So I um but yeah, thank you so so much for coming on. It's been a, a pleasure um just, you know, getting to know you for this brief bit bit uh period of time and obviously we look forward to kind of seeing, you know, how you're doing with the, the team and how the team's progressing in 2020. So thank you so much. Oh, guys, this was a blast. Uh, thanks for having me on. And, and I'd love to do it again sometime soon. Absolutely. And welcome back to Charlotte. We, we expect you. a lot of fun stories because by then you'll have had plenty of time with these guys to get all the fun <laughs> ones out. So, you know, we're, we're going to be looking forward to all those. <laughs> me too. Me too. I just can't wait to see real people again. Amen yeah, same here. absolutely. Same here. You and I both. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, thank you so much and have a great evening. Yeah, you too. Thanks, guys. 
All right, and thanks again to Kristen Balboni for coming on the show tonight. Again, true pleasure uh, speaking with her and, and getting to know her, and uh, best of luck for her and the team as we move into 2020 and, and get past the quarantine mess and hopefully get back to some, some football because I know we're all looking forward to hearing the pads cracking soon. So let's go ahead and throw the checkered flag. <laughs> Uh, Matt, what's going on for you this week? A whole lot more no sports. Sorry, I know that just gets old, <laughs> but it just feels like it's just the regular. It's it's sad. You got we had the one big event with the draft, and then it just kind of went the again. We, we did have the virtual Kentucky Derby, though. You know, we I missed did. that. Was that yeah, we did. Is it worth watching? I, you know what? It looked pretty realistic from a replay. So I mean, I guess so. When there's nothing else on. Well, sure, Secretariat really? <laughs> won, didn't he? He did. He, yeah. yeah. All, right. all the Triple Crown winners <laughs> in the past all put up against each other in Secretariat won. So go back and watch go your figure. Disney or whatever it was on. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll do that. So, Dave, yeah, what about okay. You? I guess that or, Yeah. So, <laughs> and after tonight's conversation, you know, schedule for NFL coming out at some point this week. I'm excited to see that. Go ahead and plan a couple games to hopefully go to this season. Other than that, just packing up the house, moving in a couple weeks. So I'm yeah. sitting in rooms and full of boxes, and nothing is where it should be, but that's okay. We're moving. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, congrats to, to uh, John and David on their houses here. Yeah, looking forward to uh, yeah. expanding the studio out. So we'll have to come up and have a nice barbecue, or well, may, ha- may have to be a virtual barbecue at this point, <laughs> but we'll, we'll do something soon. Everybody oh, no, dude. Out. If you're cooking, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Six feet apart. Six feet, please. Uh, Six yeah. feet. <laughs> I'll stay eight feet. You can throw the steak at me if you want, man. It's all good. <laughs> and, yeah, I guess uh, same for me. Um, it's fun talking sports again when we had the draft, but kind of getting that lull. Again, thankfully, I've still had the virtual racing stuff like that, going on with Fox and NBC Sports and stuff like that. But um yeah you mentioned the schedule man bears and in, in carolina i'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that hopefully it's the fans can mm-hmm. attend and we can all get out there and uh have a good time so i know we, we had a game a couple of years ago and thankfully it went my way on that particular day but uh i don't know i don't know about 2020 so <laughs> <laughs> that might be a different story so anyways well, uh, I guess on that note, we will say good night. Thank you uh, so much again to Kristen, and thanks for all of our listeners. Um, we really hope you've appreciated kind of this guest series that we've been able to, to put together. We've had some in, uh, incredible guests that have come on and been gracious enough to you know, fill the void of sports in all of our lives. So we hope you guys have <laughs> appreciated that as much as we have talking to them, because um, I know we've been uh, just jumping for joy over here. So thanks so much again for your support, all the interactions on Twitter and facebook and all that fun stuff have been awesome so we appreciate it hey and congrats to kristen on the new role with the panthers we're excited to have her back home absolutely yes sir all right guys have a great evening and uh we'll chat with you next week thank you for listening to today's podcast if you'd like to have your sports related question or comment featured on the show please email us at sportstalkgarage at gmail.com Also, if you want to keep up to date with us outside of the show, please follow us on Twitter at SportsGaragePod. If you enjoy the show, please drop us a five-star review and subscribe if you want to hear more. So for Chris back in the studio, David and Matt, I'm John, and we are the Sports Talk Garage.